Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Anthony, put uh, you got to talk for a second. I got to talk to Keith. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, emerging podcast scene. You can hear it Tuesdays and Thursdays right here on Odyssey. What a jam-packed show we have for you. Oh, let me list the ways that we're going to entertain you today on the podcast. We're going to start out. Kenny's going to do another Permalon read, and he has a new little jingle you're going to be so excited about. Also, uh, whether or not. You should tip on takeout orders. We've been debating it forever, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. No, we're not really going to do that. Uh, Ken's trying to get a hold of a boss right now. Now I won't. On the phone, he refuses to answer because he answer. knows that oh, we're trying to put him on. He knows the tactic. He knows we're trying to ambush him. Oh, my God. But what's ridiculous? He's heard the tactic. Keith, come on the air. Keith Britton, executive producer, assistant oh program director. Oh, my God. Look who oh, just walked he through is. the door. Yeah. And we can't. What? We're not oh, allowed to no, have him. No, 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 no. I, no. Is, he, is he that busy? busy. Okay, never busy. mind. See, that's but I, that's why I was trying to call him. We I was can't have whether him. Whether or not we can't have him. Anyway, boo. boo. All right. So at the end of the show, okay, Ken asked Ken asked me point blank what whether or not uh, I've ever been drunk on television. No, let's go. Let's. Oh yeah, let's go to something else. Okay. So we can't. <laughs> <laughs> this is good programming here, ladies and gentlemen. Assistant brand manager, Odyssey Cleveland, Odyssey Sports Cleveland. We welcome in Keith Britton, who is our boss, who joins us live on the air. He's younger than you. He's older yeah. than me, so it's no problem. All right. So Keith, uh, let's Keith. right off the rip. Uh, you've already frustrated one show. I'm not going to name names, but one well, show. They said on the air. It's no big deal. Uh, oh, wait, you guys are like five minutes early here. What's going on? Uh, Baskin Phelps is not happy. Lyman needs to get out. He's got to go yeah. buy flowers for his two-month yeah. anniversary. <laughs> it's our two-month anniversary. I swear to the, God. Where are the glow-in-the-dark rocks? <laughs> no, no. That was a that different was thing. That was for children. That was for a child. <laughs> and now I'm asking for those back because uh, baby Lois uh, did not enjoy those. So I want them back so I can re-gift them, them for our child. So, uh, Keith, Baskin Phelps, none too happy. Talking heads, none too happy that we decided, and by we, I'm going to say you, because the real boss is on vacation, uh, that apparently we're not able to air the Baker Mayfield press conference oh, we're live. Able to. We're not going to. Why not? Well, we could, why, what would make sense if we, 
we would air the Baker Mayfield press conference just piss off a bunch of people. So you say piss off, but I think really if you took off? I think if you took a poll right now, what percentage of fans do you think want to hear from Baker? As they, a, they our callers hear, said yes. 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 Do they want to hear a press conference or do they just want to hear the, the juicy stuff that is said during the press conference? Frankly, there's the answer. And the tone. So no, no, hold we on, can hold on. dictate. We can dictate when we air what he says, the juicy. If you're just carrying the press conference, we can get 15 minutes into a boring-ass press conference before he says anything. All right, counterpoint, though. Why do we air all the press conferences that we do in their entirety? 99% <laughs> of them are a boring Good point. That, that will be changing. Oh! Basket of Phelps has to work. Basket of Phelps has to work. Basket of Phelps has to work. Basket of Phelps. Yeah! This is a major breakthrough, and you just heard it right here. We didn't even knew we know we had a major programming announcement, and boom, just like that. You thought it was Nick Wilson coming to town. No, Sir Reba. Basket and Phelps have to work. Wow, they gotta prep more segments. They've got to do more Woo! sports talk. Oh, but seriously, Keith. make Jeff Thomas do it oh, again. If it's no. your guys' show, wouldn't you want to just air the juicy stuff about Baker? You wouldn't want to sit there and listen to twenty minutes of yeah, nonsense Keith. about his him adjusting the Matt Rule's offense. Who You're cares? right, but we want to try. There's <laughs> a difference there. All right, I I do. Here's where that I will take issue. Loud. That was out loud, Ken. <laughs> so here's whoopsie daisies. Whoopsie daisies. So I would take issue with one thing here. I do think that Baker's first press conference with the Panthers is something I think a lot of fans would cling to. And fans, you, you tell me if we're wrong. hear it. Wait, wait, tweet, tweet at the shows. That's fine if you disagree. But I think you're dismissing how volatile a personality Baker is, how great he is at press conferences, or conversely, how surly he can be, depending on the day. But I do think he'll be good today. He knows everyone's going to oh, be watching him. Early, all right. And I think he knows Browns fans, Browns media types. In fact, I don't even know. Do any, any Browns reporters down there? Because you'll see that from time to time. After a huge trade, a media member from the prior city will go down and ask questions at that press conference. Yeah. I would love to hear what Daryl Ryder would ask Baker Mayfield at that first. Or Zach Jackson. Can you imagine Zach Jackson well, at that first press conference? Right now. Uh, Zach sent us a picture, by the way. Uh, also, I would say with the Baker Mayfield stuff, like that's what's good about technology. We can just turn around and get it on two minutes later. What's the difference? That's a good point. I, I tend to agree with you. I just wanted to bust your stones. I mean, honestly. Well, now i got to deal with the other show that's not happy. Okay. Oh. Wow. Oh. You're just making the rounds today. Just going you know to what? all the different shows. Just give everybody a taste of what it's going to be like when Keith ta- actually takes over and is in charge. Hey, I want to thank you guys for showing up for work. All right, You're welcome. Is, you gentlemen. are very, very welcome for that. Thank you very much for recognizing uh, our hard effort. R- real quick, and we'll get off this. But do you? Th- you ain't better. Do you think Baker is going to say anything that would be deemed explosive? I do not. So I, I know I'm undercutting my own argument. I do not anticipate that, <laughs> but I do think the chances that he will always make him interesting. No, I think he'll be on his best behavior. I do think there are going to be maybe two or three Browns questions asked. And then they'll ask to move on, and it might be at the end. Because... You got to admit, though, it, even the most ardent Browns fan has to admit, if you weren't in Cleveland, if you were never a Cleveland fan, you'd be rooting for Baker Mayfield to start and win week one. Yes. Because you yeah. want to hear it all. Even if you hated Baker Mayfield, say you were a Texas fan and you were a Cowboy fan growing up, you'd want to hear what that's like. You'd want to hear what that's like. Well, we he saw will, him. He will Ken. sound like freaking Bobby Heenan right. if he wins that game. You saw him and how he behaved 
after the Bengals game when Hugh Jackson had disrespected the Browns by taking that offer, getting fired by the Browns, then latching on when Marvin Lewis was the head coach of the Bengals. That was his buddy, so he went over there and coached. And what? who intercepted the pass that gave the ball over to Hugh Jackson? Um, Demarius Randall. Randall. How humiliating. That was awesome. How humiliating for Hugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but that was that was one of the controversial things. Now it wasn't at the time. I always liked Brown- Demarius Randall because of that. Browns fans loved it. I they always loved, loved Baker and Demarius- his behavior. But it rubbed people the wrong way. If you can hear this, come on over for dinner sometime. You're more than welcome over at the house. So ba- Baker's what attitude during and Whatever after that game did rub some national people. Not the wrong Wagyu way. burgers. Someone we know tried to order Wagyu burgers once. That's right. Sorry, Tone. I totally undercut what you were saying. Um, that rubbed. That was one of the things people. I remember Colin Coward said, "Come on, grow up, Baker. Hughes gone. Grow up." And I was mad at Colin Coward for saying that. But too. we loved it. I mean, we enjoyed the hell out yeah, of it because he acted like a fan would. A he fan didn't. would do that because they want to be entertained. I want to be entertained. Sorry. Hmm. Well, that was fun. All right, podcast over. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I just I just wonder if today Baker is going to talk about his exit. Oh. Uh, having to take a pay cut is a legitimate question. I know some Carolina fans are not going to be happy with that uh, right off the bat, but he's going he's gonna to have to answer the questions about why should he, a number one overall draft pick, have to are, take a pay cut. Are Carolina fans going to get defensive of Baker the way Browns no. fans got? No. Not I even start out. Of He's not the number one overall pick for them. He is a he is a long shot to to succeed. Not a long shot to win games. I mean, I yeah. think you win games, obviously. But to be a true franchise, big time successful quarterback. I, you know what? No, I don't think he's a boy. That's interesting, Ken, because I've been very critical of him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's a long shot to become a starter there for a few years. Yeah. I don't think so. Now it depends. I guess it's going to be hard because you have a coach in flux. Well, you said franchise. I said franchise quarterback. Mm. Franchise. I mean. I know there's different de- definitions of what a franchise quarterback is. Well, we thought he was a franchise here until the day he left, didn't we? Even when he was playing poorly, I thought he was going to be around at least another year. But he wasn't. That so five years is. A, was he a franchise quarterback? I think if you get a chance to start five years, which had they not have made the Watson move. But at the end, you are no longer a franchise yeah. quarterback. We move on. No, it's to proven you. that he we wasn't. We reject yeah. you. Yeah. But if you're if you're the starting quarterback for a team for five years. Were you a franchise guy? And I guess maybe maybe mm. by the clinical definition, people would say no. Do you ever get told, you don't need to name names, do you ever get told stories from the older TV people or the people who are around about the old hard-charging yeah. 60s, 70s, hard-drinking? Uh, early 90s. Anchors, yeah, early 90s. Uh, yeah, 100%. I've asked, I, because I asked those questions. When Michael Stanley was here, we would ask him questions mm-hmm. about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Rock and roll, radio, record companies, those labels, executives. Michael told What all story, that stuff would be. He wouldn't really drink very much. Um, he didn't really drink a whole lot. And I knew Michael, what, nine years? And I don't think I, I think he might have had a couple of drinks at like Christmas, you know, things, yeah. whatever, like popped in, said hi. You know, Michael was always whether he whether he wanted to be or not, he was always the coolest guy in the room because it's Michael. Um, he might have had maybe a glass of wine, and that might be it. And that that again, that's that could be me putting him in a place he wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I never really saw him drink. He said that they would get though on their tour bus. He said his but his his band was weird. They they were not really hard drinkers and things like that. But they'd go and on the rider, they would get expensive bottles of liquor. And expensive bottles of wine and champagne, and they would just gift them on Christmas. 
So if like your if your like uncle or your cousin was a member of Michael Stanley and the Resonators or the Michael Stanley mm-hmm. band, he, your cousin may bring you a $400 of freaking brandy mm-hmm. depending on cuz they put it on the rider and sometimes riders are met and sometimes riders are not. But you would get like Johnny Walker Black, Johnny Walker or Johnny I should say Johnny Walker Blue. You get some Johnny Blue for Christmas for crying out loud. And so they made him Christmas gifts and things like that. The birthday gifts. Uh, they would get because they would get cases. They just stack it up in the back of the bus, and eventually they'd get close to home and drop them off, and that's the way it worked. Which I I don't know why we got on the uh, the thing of boozing on on the road. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, because of TV anchors and stuff. I heard a couple stories. Some uh, weather people back in the day, which there was one weather person who was known to have a drink or ten, and the second the camera went on, it was like oh. Oh, like nothing you would have never noticed. Yeah, well, here's the difference. Never noticed. The reason it's changed so much, like back then, a TV anchor in a city like Cleveland, which is a, a mid-sized market, but back in the 80s, uh, early 90s, was considered just outside a top market. It was. It was a destination market. They treated their TV personnel really well, and boy, did they get paid. I mean, we were talking that the TV anchors had some of the biggest houses in the community. Uh, because they were paid big time, plus they didn't pay for anything. They were treated as the biggest celebs. Remember, back in the 80s, you had like 10 channels you watched. So the the TV news uh, the TV news programs would get like a 60 to 70 share, mm-hmm. meaning 7 out of 10 televisions that were on at that time were watching that local news station. Yeah. So if you were a ratings winner back then... I mean, it's so different now because there's so there's millions of options. But back then, it was a big deal. And those TV anchors took advantage. They would leave. Remember, there were only, most mostly back in the 80s, it was just 6 and 11. Yeah. Then late 80s, early 90s, you, you saw some 10 o'clocks pop up. You had some 5 o'clocks yeah. pop up. But for the most part, if you were the main anchor or main meteorologist, you only had to appear... On the six o'clock and the eleven o'clock. So what are you doing from six thirty? Half hour newscasts. Half hours. Yes. Yeah. Fox came around because they didn't have all the other requirements, affiliate requirements. Fox came around and they said, "Oh wow, we have a ten o'clock. Let's let's beat everybody to the punch. Let's get to ten o'clock." It was it was a brilliant, brilliant idea, and it caught on around the country. So was, I heard, but I did hear real quick. There's a guy named Tim Loans, who's like a Cleveland media historian. He lives down in Maslin. And I think it was him who said, who tried at 10 o'clock? You know, I'll talk to, uh, you know who I'm going to talk to? I'm going to talk to Lou Maglio about mm-hmm. it today. And I'll, I'll get to Yeah, I'll, he would know. Remember this for the podcast Thursday. Double A, write it down. Double A's not going to write it down. No, he won't write anything down. Is somebody tried at 10 o'clock and it really didn't work at first? Well, people's patterns, their behavioral yeah. patterns were not, were not up to that. I want to say it was like plus, an independent station, like plus, 61. Plus, I can guarantee you... Um, 10 o'clock was a huge, a huge table setter for the news, mm-hmm. a huge network programming block, yeah. an hour block that probably was big-time programming that got a huge share. So you weren't going to mess with that. Either way, you would leave. <laughs> these are the legendary stories we would hear that those news anchors, sports guys, meteorologists, while the, while the news gatherers, reporters, producers, the writers, they were out gathering news. The newsreaders, the anchors, they went and they went and had a nice dinner. 
awesome. And not only did they have a nice dinner, they had some nice drinks. <laughs> they had what a life. few. And they would come back, and Kenny, they were making, I mean, it was not uncommon, even the city of Cleveland, for some of those anchors to be making half a mil. Oh, for well. Uh, In the 80s, we person, late 80s, we early 90s. We know a 90s. retired person who was yeah. making a million dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. $1 million a year that person it, was making. And that money is so gone and never happening again. And it's just, it was just a different world. It was a different world. And they were the most trusted people in town, too. They were they were up there and oh, yeah, seen as these behemoths. Oh, yeah, a million dollars a year because a lot of people are watching them. And as they went, would go the whole newscast. Wouldn't matter if you had the best newscast in town in terms of content, in terms of editorial, whatever. The appearance, the set. All of that, the flow, the jingle, you had to have a good jingle. It wouldn't matter. None of that stuff mattered. It was whether or not people trusted your anchor. And so you want to talk about legendary stories that we heard of them leaving, spilling wine all over their shirts, having to use interns. Uh, They would have the interns dress up just in case, or they'd have like Don Draper. They'd have extras you know, all folded up and ready to roll. Real quick, time out. As As a big fat person... Who wears multiple shirts a day? Like I counted yesterday. I counted Sunday. I was talking to my friends. I counted Sunday how many shirts I was going to wear on Monday. <laughs> Think about this real quick. Okay, are we counting undershirts or just regular shirts? Let's just count regular shirts. Yeah. Shirt I wear to work. The shirt I wear for the place I go that I don't tell anybody. The shirt I wear after that. The shirt I wear after that because I will sweat out the shirt that I wore oh right after God. that place I go to. I swear to God, my pores are open up and it's too hot outside. So I'll 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 start to get I swear to God I'll, on my neck I'll start to get the ring so I like I can't wear that into a place of business even after a shower a shower and it's like the, the shower doesn't take that's four shirts then I'll wear my TV shirt I wore five shirts yesterday five how do you go anywhere without a change of shirt I want to know your I have, I have two dress shirts in my truck right now I want to know case. what you guys pay for laundry detergent in a given month it's I'm sure it's obscene. I'm sure it's. You'd have to ask Miss Liz about that. I'm sure it's insane. <laughs> but no, I, I've heard the same stories you told. Like I, I loved. I'm partial to it because the guy who made the documentary is a guy named Phil Hoffman, who's actually Doctor Phil Hoffman now. He's PhD, and uh, he was one of my. I would say he's one of my mentors. He was a TV guy. He worked at 23 in Akron. Remember 23? Mm-hmm. He worked there yeah, with I uh, Tim Doherty, the Rock and Roll Authority, and. Um, he would tell he has a documentary and he told stories but he had a great documentary he made about Goulardi and just i mean you had big chuck little john dick goddard doing stand up doing um sit down interviews about him uh, i think they might have call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Got Tim Conway, I'm not sure. I mean, these were incredible interviews and telling about Goulardi and really what it becomes a, like a bit of Cleveland TV history. It's called Turn Blue. It's on it's on YouTube. I know I it's check it on out. YouTube. Yeah. But it's like how Goulardi would like he, there was a bar where the old WJW was, there was a bar next door, and he'd be at the bar drinking, he'd lose track of time, <laughs> he'd look up at the TV, and they would be in the commercial in the newscast. right before oh, his my show, God. and he would run over, and as he was running, he was putting on his, his Makeup. beard, oh, his he'd beard. put on his goatee and beard, and he was sticking it to his face, and then going out there, oh, my half cropped, putting out a cigarette as he was going down there, Ernie Anderson, and then you can find the Ernie Anderson outtakes. Uh, from him doing ABC, America's Funniest People, you can hear the outtakes on YouTube. They got an 11-minute stretch, and it is, I've listened to it, has to be 50, 60 times. And it has, I mean, the cussing that goes on, he is so su- good. He is such a legend, and his son turned out to be one of the great filmmakers Which, in Hollywood. I always get confused with Wes Anderson. It's Paul, Paul Thomas, Thomas Anderson. Yes. yes. PTA. PTA, as they call him. Who made the movie, one of your favorite movies, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, yep. Yeah. And then he had what was the one he just had the uh, the pizza Mystic Pizza Mystic, Mystic pizza. pizza I haven't seen it yet I heard it's good There's been there's been some controversy around it I can't answer the phone well, we're in the middle Okay hold on yeah, you, you talk can. Well yeah all right uh, that's hey, really good one uh, amazing amount of talents come out of Cleveland Halle Berry Arsenio What's Hall Drew yep. Carey Just keep naming them uh, list them all off Yeah oh man the, the list goes on Tammy Piscatelli Got to believe that Piscatelli there oh. at Kent State's own yeah, She's so she's one of the one of the all-time great. Vanessa Bayer. Vanessa, Vanessa Bayer. Mark it down. Ten twenty-eight. He's giving me permission. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Filipponi wow. on the podcast. A Hello. stunner. Is this the Enterprising Podcast? This is the Emerging Podcast. Hold it up closer to the mic. What are you guys talking about? Can you hear him? Yeah. Yeah. I have him on speaker. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I can hear him. I accidentally just took a screenshot. I know shot. you guys can hear him. We're talking about Cleveland the TV. We're talking about Cleveland TV history, Pony. You wouldn't know. Just mentioned him. Did we just mention him? No, I literally just mentioned him. We did the dog woof and everything. Yep. How about Steve Harvey? Uh, Steve Steve Harvey's a legend. I think it is incredible. A lot of of creative people are from Cleveland or Northeast Ohio. Yeah, you guys have nobody. You have like Michael Keaton. Brett Michaels. Again, you guys have Michael Keaton. One of my favorite comedians, Anthony Jeselnik from Pittsburgh. Okay, well, that's, what, do you, what do you got to say? I'll call you after the podcast. Hasn't that guy that Lima just mentioned, he hasn't been canceled yet? He has been canceled many times. Uh, he lost his Comedy Central show or did not get renewed. Anthony Jeselnik did? Uh, he stopped tweeting. He finally said, I'm done tweeting. It doesn't, doesn't do me any good. It wouldn't do me any good. Yeah. And see ya, Pone Master. I should have let him say it. I should have let him say it. What was he going to say? I don't know. He was going to say something stupid. He was probably going to say something that we'd probably have to dump if we were on a different platform. Yeah, that's probably true. 
Uh, a, <laughs> wow, this guy looks like a well-to-do guy. This an NYC litigation attorney was listening to us. He said, "I don't check my messages. They follow me. I don't follow them." What an elite stance by Trey Wingo this morning. <laughs> wow, this guy. Look at how successful this guy is. Damn. I wish I knew his first name. I don't know his first name. Do you know this? Do you know this man? Mm-mm. NYC mm. litigation attorney. I'm gonna need him. I like to collect attorneys. That's uh, smart for for every different thing that can. Do pop you have a up. lawyer? Do you technically have a lawyer? Uh, I actually have not, like three lawyers. Not on like retainer. You should. You say way more controversial things than I do. Nah, I'm, I'm uh, at this point in my career, Kenny. I'm winding down. Yeah, you're buying your girl. Your, excuse me. You're buying your wife uh, flowers for two month anniversary. All right, so how do you feel about absolutely that? Absolutely. How do you feel because I forgot about the first anniversary? It's the so first bad. Month. It's so bad. I feel like it's a cliche. I'm yelling at you about it. Do you not feel um, the same way, Owen? It's so cliche. I, mean, I don't even know who this guy is anymore. He's really that's, ruined his life. That's the point. That's why I'm pissed at him because it sounds like a giant cliche. Like he's buying his wife mm. two months. It's so stupid. Yeah, but I here's what you're doing. I missed. You're, I missed the first month. You're setting your you're setting your bar Sorry. at such a level that you're just going to end up screwing it up at some point. Keep the bar where the bar needs oh. to be instead of trying to set the Thank bar you. higher and higher. N- this is not a high jump competition. You're not a pole vault. You're not dating. But you're, you're not in high school. You're assuming, you got married, you're, for Christ's sake. You're assuming that there can't possibly be just a good-natured reason for getting the flowers. Once you get I mean, married. Now, no, you get flowers any time for two-month anniversary. That's pathetic. Yeah, but I didn't do anything but for the first a, anniversary. But you've set a benchmark now, so now you're going to do this, and then she's going to have the baby, and you're going to get her something for having the baby. Then every every year on the baby's birthday, you got to get your well, wife so, a present. Also, for the anniversary of her giving birth to your first so child. So is the plus, assumption... Oh yeah, you got to give a push present. Is the, uh, yeah, I've seen that, too. Is the assumption that I should never get her anything? No. I, I mean, that's Ken's arrangement. Have, I don't know if everybody would be happy with Ken's arrangement. We, I have List stopped pretty to, the, to the... We stick to the, you know, those those anniversary gifts that they say, you know, each year is a different object or it's made of a different, like year one is paper, year two is linen, year yeah. three is, we, so first year I screwed up. So and like actually, year three is weed. Yep. I actually screwed up the first year because I was late on it. Year one was supposed to be paper. I got her a diamond ring. Uh, I got her uh, an uh, anniversary band. Okay. Basically. So then I said after that year. Never doing that again. We established it, and I think this year was wood. Five years, it was wood. I understand that. I mean, I you gave her some I, good wood, huh? Oh. I, I don't Hi-oh. think. <laughs> I I don't I don't want to get go down that path. First of all, I don't have enough money to go down that path of doing crazy things all the time. I do think there are times to just you know do something nice. I know she doesn't listen to this, so. It'll be a nice surprise. She will appreciate it. She really loves flowers. Great. She really appreciates it every time. And it really does win brownie points. And that's not why I'm doing it. I want to do it to just do something nice because I also a, forgot about the first month. Are you going to a florist? Or are you just yeah, going to? I just go to a florist. No, I'm just going outside and picking flowers out of the Halley stop. Building flower That'd beds. Be awesome. Now, that would be good. That's would, where you really care. Take You're willing one of to those, do that. One of those giant pots that are sitting outside yeah. on the street. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're 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 a little bit of a thief, but you're getting down and dirty. Yeah. Your hands are getting dirty. Right. No, that shows more effort. There's, yeah, there's a, the fingernails. There's a vision there. Yeah. Because anybody, any any men that can put together a flower pot, I mean, it's some. I creative. mean, honestly, I did it uh, one year. I think for a birthday, I went to Heinen's. Heinen's has nice flowers. I bought those, and I went and got the vase myself, and I arranged them myself, and it actually won over more points. Than going somewhere and having a 
50-year-old woman arranged them for me and, and presenting those to my wife. She appreciated it more that way. I don't, I'm just, just saying. I don't know that, I don't see the effort in it if you're just buying her flowers. I don't like just a two-month anniversary after getting married is ridiculous. You're supposed to be oh, married yeah. for life. So it's like the NWO. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah, it's NWO for life. It's married with Lima for life. Wow. And he still doesn't have a wedding ring on. So no. you can get whatever you want, but you still don't have a wedding ring on. Um, Why aren't you wearing a wedding ring? We haven't found one that we both agree it's, uh, upon. It takes about three seconds to go out and get a wedding ring. Not if you don't agree on what it should be. Why? What does she want? She wants you to have a spare tire on your finger? Or she you... wants me to have one of those cheap silicone. She thinks that's okay, and I want to get something a little nicer than that. And now the problem is, like anything, anything's a luxury this item now. It's going to cost about 100 bucks. Well, that's what I mean. I've, I've had, had these one. $20 rubber ones on right now. Yeah, I don't wear the rubber ones. I just wear this we, one. We swapped over when COVID started because my wife worked at a, works at a hospital, and she wasn't allowed to wear jewelry. Mm-hmm. So we both went to that. She since went back to the very nice... Engagement ring that I could not afford uh-huh. on a part-time salary, mm-hmm. and uh, and I still wear the rubber one. I would just wear the same one I've had for eleven. Well, years. Well, guys are getting out Almost. of control now. They're getting them engraved. Uh, they they are they are getting them with just selective uh, little, you know, basically jewels that they I mean, are throwing you can do in there. What you want, but then, I know. Well, are they? So when are they wearing it? Are they wearing it around all the time? No, I just... imagine they they're taking it off at the gym or maybe at the golf course. I don't know. When they rarely with, take this one when off. They're when they're with their mistresses, or some mistresses like it. I can't even have a mistress. Look at my look at my ring when I take it or my finger when I take oh it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Ken. Can you describe my finger without my ring on? Well, is that a is you that a water a, retention issue? You wear a size fourteen ring and you have a size nineteen finger. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. I mean, it's does I, it fluctuate? It. Does it fluctuate throughout the day based oh, yeah. on? There's how, days I can just flip it. Based right on off. how much Chinese food you eat. Yes, there's days I can flip it right off. Hey, that's stuff. If it's cold it. outside, if I haven't eaten all day in the fall, or because I'll be very busy in the fall, and I'll mm. make fun of me all you will. I will forget to eat until the end of the day, and I will just pull it right off. But no, I just had um, I just oh, had a that fast would be a break, problem. And I just had some chocolate milk, which is the breakfast of champions, mm-hmm. and so now it's a little bit tight. How do you guys feel about diaper parties? Because people are telling us to have one, and we just don't really want. We don't want to keep asking people you, for you things. Don't, then don't have it. I, I never had one. I don't. We never had one. But the thing you need more than anything else is diapers. Diapers, right? Yeah. And they are ridiculously well, expensive. I, for, uh, we, and you thing, and I never had to deal with the with the formula thing, though. Uh, yeah. Owen. We, we thing, never dealt oh, with the shortage. Well, the shortage. We did. My my kids were formula kids, but All yeah, my kids we were didn't. The same, yeah. We didn't deal with that shortage, but the other thing you need less than anything else in the diapers. Don't don't if you get twenty packs of newborn diapers, take them back, man. Go to Walmart or Target or wherever and trade them in and get some better sizes because they're going to be that small for two weeks. She's going to be that small for two weeks. Yeah, then. it's rough. Um, I I want to ask you. So I'm watching Godfather yesterday, and this is what brought what. what Jogged my memory about it. I've, I've thought about this before, and I've never really brought it up to you. Watching Godfather, the scene where Michael goes into the hospital because he thinks it, it, his dad was going to get shot to death in the hospital. He was living through, and they were going to um, help me out here. The Tortellinis. Who, who, who the hell is the other family? Tatalia. The Tatalia family. We're going to... Um, Even though it was Barzini all along. The Trattorias on the hill were going mm. to... They were going to kill him in the in the hospital. Michael rushes to the hospital... 
and there's nobody in the hospital. It, 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 it's very. Did you ever notice where it's not a, a VIP wing here? We're talking about a hospital in New York City, and there's nobody in there. I know it's no. Christmas, and maybe there was a different time then. I'm not sure, but he's in a hospital. It's Christmas, and there's there's Christmas music playing. He goes in there. There's no one there, and then he looks down, and there's a sandwich. Mm. And I I zoomed in. I took a still shot. I took the video, and I took a still shot, and I looked closely. The sandwich. By the way, it just looks like it's lettuce and cheddar cheese. Mm. A big, thick slice of cheddar cheese on each half of it, cut in half, and a pickle on the side. And then what looks like a receipt for the sandwich. So they bought it from, like, there used to be, I guess, what, sandwich people at in, in offices in New York where you go downstairs, like Mad Men, right? Remember when they go downstairs and they bought a sandwich and chips and it would cost you, like, 35 cents mm. or something like that? So I'm looking at this. And I saw the coffee, and I go, why did people do that? My grandparents, I remember my grandparents. My mom did it, I'm sure, a few times, where they would have dinner. Not breakfast, dinner. And you would have pot roast, mashed potatoes, and wash it all down, hot coffee. And they'd smoke cigarettes after, and the cigarette thing. Everybody, I know everybody smoked back in the mm-hmm. '60s and whatever. But my, I remember my grandparents did. And I go, why did people like? You remember the old, the leading fast food restaurant that we're really not supposed to ever talk about? Hamburger, ten cents. Fries, five cents. Coffee. I know they stood. They they also sold soft drinks, but there was coffee. You could have a cup of coffee with a hamburger and small fries. And it's like, how did people drink coffee with food? All hours of the day. And you always hear when yes. anybody would be over anywhere, hey, do you need me to put on a pot of coffee? Yeah. And I'd be like, we you want some coffee. You, you guys offered coffee. You guys do that outside of the morning hours? Have you, have you, when, have you ever had anybody uh, past no. noon over at your house that you've offered? Noon. That you've offered coffee? You no, have Owen. Owen no, has. No, Any, anytime I, my in-laws are over. Yeah. Well, they're uh, older people. Wait, wait a second. With, yeah. like, cake? I know that's a thing with cake. Especially with for having, like, a family type of, not a party, but, like, a get-together. Well, that's, that's part of the dinner. The coffee and cake at the end, or the pie, or the ice cream, or whatever, or all of it. It's almost it's, expected. You know, and, and my, my wife's grandmother is in her 80s, and that's expected. I better have that coffee ready, or it's just going to be a uh, it's gonna be a bad time. Now, I will say that my sister and her boyfriend are a little more European the way they live. Okay. And he was born in Croatia, but he's lived, you know, in Chicago for 50 years. He's technically a European gentleman. Yeah. They and their friends all, everywhere they go, they always get a double shot of espresso. And the purpose, I guess, is that you're getting more caffeine or a double shot. You're getting more caffeine than coffee, but it's concentrated, and you're not drinking all that liquid. Right. And I would assume taste is just not as important because I've had these, and they're so small that the how could you how could you ever care about the taste? Uh, I throw I still throw a little bit of milk in. You, you don't to, throw so, but they'll drink espresso to kind of wake you up. A little bit later in the day. Saturday, I was with people, and I had to have some drinks. And I was having drinks, and I was I was up at 5 in the morning. I wake up at 3 in the morning anyway, and I didn't have a nap, so I was tired. And I'm like, I'm going to have to go to bed at 8 o'clock. Yeah. They fixed me two double-shot espressos. 
with with a little sugar. Two of them. Two of them. That is a ton. But you don't taste that. You don't taste no. the sugar until the end. I'll tell you what, though. I was able to drink though late into the night because I was awake. It woke my ass right it up. It will. It does watch the trick. The, watch the documentary on. It's called Two Weeks in Hell. It's on Hulu about people uh, becoming green berets, men becoming green berets. I mean, it was in freaking tense. I heard it's easy. Intense. <laughs> and the guys did it. There were people who do it. They do the whole two weeks, and they don't get picked. You do the whole two I, weeks. Yeah. It's called two weeks in hell for a reason. You don't sleep. You barely eat. They work you to physical and mental exhaustion for two weeks. And then they're going to go, no, nah, you're not ready. Try again. Uh, now that, they made it three weeks. Yeah, that would mess with me. Hell, three weeks in hell. Which, then you're just in hell. You would, just, would you get used to the hell if you were three weeks in hell? I bet you would. Those guys are on another level that I wonder if anybody goes through the the, the, the training for that or what are the other selective like force. the seals or of uh, the seals yeah. i mean we've navy we've seals seen, the week we, in hell right we've yeah, just seen week. that we've seen that depicted in movies that's all i really know we had we had it was called tac p for us it was a tactical patrol yeah. all right does anybody get through all those hell weeks or those initiations or those those very tough processes and any any of them get through and go oh it wasn't that hard no i i do think some of them go they've been tested by things more probably more emotionally than physically in their life by those things but and the, the physical physical stress to a point you're once you once you're in it you're just you're in it and you're like yeah that's whatever it's the emotional stuff that really gets to you and, and plays with uh you know your sleep deprivation and all those things i i think some of them if they make it a career or a lifestyle that's their thing they probably look back on it and go oh yeah it wasn't, it wasn't that bad what I thought was most sobering was they had guys who were they had guys who were combat veterans who were done in an hour. They do this thing with these logs and they basically work you to exhaustion where you you have to this is going to sound gross. They're doing it in a pit in a mud pit. You have to leave the mud pit if you're going to get sick. You get sick and then you have to cover it up. You can leave no tracks. You can leave no tracks while you're out there on patrol. You can leave no tracks. So you have to vomit and then cover the vomit up. With bury your, it up. Yeah, oh yeah. Bury the vomit because you can leave no tracks. And there were people who were combat veterans, tours in Iraq, who were like, nope, tapping out. Like, that's how tough it was. First hour in. Oof. And there were people who did two weeks, combat vets, nope, can't do it. You're, you're not allowed to be in. I don't know what made me think of that because of the coffee conversation, but either way. Green, I know this is Green Berets known for their coffee intake. I would, uh, lo- yes. I would love to know who this is always something that that gets brought up it's probably during July on various radio shows. Who are well we talk about badass fighters. Mm-hmm. Who are the baddest of the bad in the world? Uh, fighters? In the world. I know it's always Kimbo like Kimbo oh, slices of pizza. <laughs> like the UFC. Jake Paul. That's why we talk about listen, that's why you got to coming in hot. When we talk about like well, what about the UFC guys that train these guys? Yeah, they train them in certain defenses, but they don't adequately train them in everything else that 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 you could have to fight. And is it Keanu Reeves for when he got ready for John Wick? That's what I wonder. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 